Hey, hon, what do you want for Christmas? Do you really want to know? Yeah. I think I'd like a water buffalo. You can give a beautiful gift this Christmas. A water buffalo. For a poor Dalit family in India, just one water buffalo provides food and income for the entire family. Gospel for Asia is reaching out to the poor with practical gifts, like a water buffalo. Best of all, a gift like this opens the door for the gospel, the best gift of all. To learn more, go online to gfa.org. That's gfa.org. How One Life Can Make a Difference, next on The Road to Reality with Brother K.P. Yohannan. The United States is prospering in an amazing way. Every other nation in the world recognizes this, but prosperity is not an end in itself. Knowing and sharing the truth and love of God is what the Christian is called to do. And that takes a total surrender to Christ. Welcome to The Road to Reality with Brother K.P. Yohannan founder and director of Gospel for Asia. Today we bring you the portion of a message Brother KP delivered at a conference in Canada. It is direct and challenging, but very refreshing. Before we go to Brother KP, I'd like to encourage you to stop by our website, gospelforasia.org, and look through our Christmas catalog. You'll find some unique ways to make this Christmas especially meaningful for a poor family in India. Again, our web address is gospelforasia.org. And I'll give you the contact information again. But now, let's listen in to Brother K.P. Yohannan. The ministry I'm part of right now is recognized as possibly the largest church planting ministry in the 1040 window. And the things that God is doing is unbelievable. 92 languages daily in 11 nations. Millions hear the gospel. And on and on. I can go on tell you all night long stuff going on. Say, wow, Brother KP. Oh, Dr. KP. You are such a fantastic Christian leader. Nonsense. I'm a poor, struggling missionary, repenting million times a day, just like anybody else. But I tell you what, somebody is responsible for all this. It's not me. Hardly five feet tall, a skinny, fragile little woman that never left her village. But she loved Jesus so much. She will wake up no later than four in the morning and spend two, three hours on her knees in prayer. She never read any book except her Bible. That's all she had. She would tell her sons of the six boys about Jesus and lead them to the master. She prayed, oh Lord, out of six boys, at least one call to be a missionary. One by one, her older sons went to business and farming and all these different things, and she began to lose hope. And then her youngest son was born. That is me. As I was growing up, she later said, you were so shy and timid and withdrawn and skinny also. (laughs) You don't believe it, but it's true. I ate too many hamburgers. She kind of lost her hope completely. This is the last one. He will not do one thing for God. There's nothing in him make him do anything. That is when she decided to fast every Friday, special day of fasting, 
and three and a half years she fasted without telling one human being the same thing Lord before I die please call one of my son she was not even thinking about me when I finished my high school I remember as of today I came home one day and said to my parents father and mother if you allow me I like to go and serve Jesus in North India. Before I could finish my statement, my mother jumped up and said, Please go! <laughs> I thought she hated me. I was unwanted. You must know, I did not know her prayer. She never told me. I went off to North India. After two years, I will come back. That is when she will tell the story. I was stunned. I recognized it was her prayer and commitment. In 1990, I was on the way to Seoul, Korea to speak at a conference. When I got to Bombay, I heard my mother at the age of 84 was taken to the hospital with a heart problem. She hardly ever been sick in her life. I cannot think of one time she was sick. The best memory of my mother is the Bible verse she quoted a million times, almost literally. From the childhood, I was growing up as a toddler. I would hear her say this verse all the time, like a mad person. Whom have I in heaven but you, and on earth I desire no one beside you. And she would keep saying that, Psalm 73, verse 25. There's no one, nothing I want beside you. I didn't understand what all that meant when I was growing up. I went to the hospital that weekend. My best friend on earth and my prayer partner, 6.15 in the morning or so, she died. The saddest day of my life. Her funeral took place. I must go back to America had a final meeting with my brothers. We sat around in the room talking about our mother. One of my brothers, who is a businessman who makes a lot of money, asked a question. How much money did our mother leave in the bank? See, our father passed away earlier. He was a believer. But according to our culture and customs, her sons would give her money every month, whatever she asked. But we never saw her spending any money. So if you don't spend money, what do you do? You put in the bank. Wow, that's a good idea. Answering the question, my other brother got an old, worn-out notebook, and he started turning pages. He said, I found this under the pillow of our mother's bed. We were curious. Record of all the money. He said, as far as I know, there's nothing in the bank. And somebody said, what happened to all the money? Everybody's listening. He said, well, <laughs> pages after pages, her trembling hand scribbled the names of young people studying in Bible schools, <laughs> missionaries all over India, and the money she was sending them against their name mentioned. And I broke down and start to weep. Oh, not because there was no money in the bank. <laughs> you see what happened? All of a sudden I remembered 
a few years prior to that when i came to visit my mother she was wearing a blouse torn from here to here stitched a terrible job i was angry to the core i said mother what madness got into your head don't you have any feelings for your sons what will other people say about us that we don't take care of you mother we give you enough money to buy a new dress every week if you want how come you do this to us you put you put cow dung on our head and shame on our face and you know preachers can really be preaching <laughs> and this my mother i mean you cannot help once you look into her eyes you cannot take your eyes off it just glows and ever never fading perpetual smile and never forgot she said you little fellow you don't understand nothing some day you will understand and made me more angry as i sat in the room it was as though my mother walked back put her arms around me saying my little son now you understand what mother lived for her last request she left with us her sons went like this when i am dead and gone the only thing i will leave behind it is my earrings my wedding ring and the gold chain my husband gave me at the age of 19 when he married me i want you to sell these items and give away to preach the gospel among people that never heard my jesus name i want to meet them also in heaven and sometime once in a while i have a dream of her i'm happy and i'm very sad because i miss her but i still can hear as paul told to timothy in chapter 2 verse 1 but for you my son so day a monosyllabus in greek but for you let all the world and christianity and coworkers whatever they do let them do it but for you my son make those difficult choices and i can hear sometime a mother saying my dear son it's worth paying the price do you think my mother has great regret about not buying brand new dress every week do you think my mother has regrets about not getting a brand new car or being talked about as a most beautiful looking rich woman who cares stupidity she must be dancing in heaven looking down on earth saying there will be hundreds of millions of people in heaven because i cried to my lord and fasted i paid the price i died to myself i cared for nothing except him and for him that's all i don't know about you when i was coming from the airport my colleague my canadian director was telling me 
Well, KP, something quite interesting. When you were asked to come and speak here, somebody called, what is the honorarium that we expect? I said, what did you say? I was hoping he will say $10 million, something like that. <laughs> He's my follower also, so he said, oh, we, I just told them the same thing. Wherever the Lord lead me, I go and speak. If they give me one penny or one dollar or nothing, no problem. I don't take nothing out of it myself anyway. And I have no dreams or ambitions. I'm now 54. When I reach 50, I decided to take a day off just to be alone, to pray and talk to the Lord. I know him. I hear him. He's close to me. I love him so much. And I said, Lord, I'm 50 years now. I want you to talk to me today. Would you please? I waited and waited and waited. Late in the afternoon, maybe I was dreaming. Maybe I was spaced out. No, I didn't take any drugs. <laughs> maybe it was a vision. I do not know. All I know he asked me to walk with him. And I began to walk with him. The long white robes, I couldn't see his face. And once in a while, if I'm lagging behind, he will reach out and take my hand. And we walked, and we came to kind of a, a slope, a, a, a slight hilly area, all grass, beautiful grassy area. And we walked up to the top of that. Then he said, look. And I looked. It was sunset, horizon. And then he said, son, a few more years left. A few more years left. Get to know me. Get to know me better. And he left me. My brothers and sisters, your greatest need is not what you're looking for. It is knowing him that will propel you to die if that's what it takes to be the answer to our generation, to our world. I want to pray with you. Would you stand with me just for a minute? All I know is this. The Lord whom I love, whose I am, asked me to come here. And I know you are here because my Lord brought you here. He knows you so well. Every hair on your head is numbered. He knows your name, your address, your past, your present, your failings, the stupid things you did, and everything imaginable that you know about yourself, he knows and he loves you just the way you are and he won't embrace you like the father did with the prodigal son. He's not looking for perfect specimens. He's looking for broken hearts. I do not know what the Lord is asking you for so that I can be some help to you, may I ask you if you will kindly close your eyes and imagine 
Jesus is standing with you. Every eye is closed. Just a few. This is the most significant time in your life, maybe. Just imagine, dear Jesus, one who gave all for you, standing beside you. Not just standing beside you, his arms around you. You can feel him drawing you close to him. Satan has done a masterful job to confuse you, to deceive you, to make you guilty and keep you down, make you think about yourself as a loser or live in carnality and live in secret sin. But tonight, but tonight, you have the opportunity to say, this is it. This is it. No more. I will let my life be lost. I am his and forever I shall be. Would you say those words to Jesus? Say, Lord, I desire no one beside you. Nothing I want. All I want is you. Would you now, as the first step, offer your life to him? What do I mean by that? Please don't try to settle your problems tonight. You will never be able to. But with your problems, with your temptation, with your struggle, with your problem, offer it to him. Say, Lord, this is, this is me. Here, Lord, you want it? Take it. And give it away. Give your life to him. Don't hold it back. Don't fight to be a holy person. Let him be the one through your life. Secondly, would you say to him, Lord, all that I have, my house, my children, my wife, my education, my health, my vacation, all my plans, Lord, it's all here. Take it. You be the Lord and I give you permission to tell me what I must do. And the best I know how, I will do what you want me to do and give me strength. Tell him that. Then would you also tell him, dear Jesus, there's a world dying without you. I don't have the abilities or the skills or talents. I don't know much about anything. But Lord, if you are calling me to serve you somewhere in the world, whatever I can do, whatever you tell me, my mother never left her village, but she did what the Lord told her to do. Would you make a commitment to be the answer, to stand in the gap and say, Lord, I'm willing. Please guide me, Lord, and speak to me. Would you do that? Because his plans for you are never, never bad or evil. 
in the light of eternity it's worth it to be in canada to serve him to go to europe to go to other countries to sponsor children missionaries build churches whatever whatever he ask you to do to be faithful on your job as a doctor engineer teacher sharing with others about Jesus and leading them to the Lord would you tell him Lord I offer my life to be a witness have thy own way O Lord have thy own way you are the potter and we are the clay Lord Jesus take this clay in your hands mold it whatever way you want it and do it after your will and we pause and we wait and we throw ourselves in your hands and say oh lord we are yours i am yours and now forever will be for time and eternity would you open your heart and now receive his love his forgiveness his mercy the enemy will whisper to you saying how oh, you did this how many times no no don't listen to the enemy's voice you stepped over the line i stepped over the line and all that we are all that i am and his and his alone the enemy will have no more freedom in your life because he chose it father how can we say thank you enough for loving us we didn't come after you you came after us you are not seeking bunch of missionaries and workers and people do lot of things for you lord you are looking for those who will love you with everything and all that's all we can do tonight because of love whatever you tell us we will do Lord that's all we can tell you and thank you for hearing our prayer and I pray for all these my precious dear my brothers and sisters they are my brothers and sisters bought by your blood I pray for them oh Lord I plead for them that you will make them strong in your grace to stand alone if need be against the cold wind and finish the race and someday to be embraced by you and to hear well done come home oh jesus what a day that is going to be and, and we thank you for your grace and for your mercy father we say this to you in the name of our wonderful jesus
Amen. listening to The Road to Reality with Brother K.P. O'Hannon. There are other stories like the one you've heard today, and you can find them at our website or receive an updated story from the mission field by email. The web address is gospelforasia.org. And with the Christmas season here, please look through the Christmas catalog. It's filled with practical gift ideas, things like toolkits, chickens, blankets, as I said, practical items that you and your family can give to bless a Dalit family with a tangible expression of Christ's love. But there are also some items you can get for yourself, things like a genuine Indian shoulder bag for just $10 or the 2007 Gospel for Asia calendar. It's filled with incredible full-color pictures that serve as reminders to pray for the GFA missionaries. It's all found on our website, gospelforasia.org, or you can call us toll-free to find out more. The number, 800-WIN-ASIA. That's 800-WIN-ASIA. We look forward to hearing from you. The Road to Reality is sponsored by Gospel for Asia. Please join us next time for more updates and Bible studies. Till then, may the Lord richly bless you.